0: How are you this morning, Erica?
1: Freezing cold.
0: Ooh, is it chilly because
1: there? It is, but the bigger problem is that we need to get our ducks cleaned before we can turn the heat on, and that isn't booked until the 5th of October. So I'm currently sitting in a sweater and a blanket and then a blanket sweater.
2: I saw the Dawn dish soap can really help.
1: yeah i'll see about that maybe that'll if maybe it, that can speed things along
0: if it looks like a duct and it sounds like a <laughs> duct
1: it might be my furnace <laughs>
0: so stupid i think we have our cold open <laughs> Welcome to Ask Adverb. I'm Adam.
2: And I'm Tyler.
0: And we've got the very amazing Erica Stark joining us today. Erica, say hello. Hello. (laughs) I appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, Maybe maybe you, Erica, or Tyler can tell us what we're talking about today, because this was your idea.
2: We've been wanting to do an episode for ages about kind of exploring what we've learned about leadership and being good teammates and doing it through the lens of Eric and I, uh, our our now lengthy working relationship. Uh, We've been working together for, I have lost track, like at least five years. Yeah. And um, we've been, I don't know, I, I feel like we talk a lot about like our journeys and what we've learned and. And now and now we're doing a podcast about it. Does that sum it up, Erica?
1: I think so. You could probably call it the things that we've learned so that you don't have to go to therapy to talk about your boss. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I think this had this is gonna be a lot spicier than I was expecting. That really
2: does sound like you had to go to therapy to talk about me, which we can maybe you did.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I absolutely didn't, which is why we're here today. I see. If I, I see did, you. I yeah. probably still wouldn't be working for you. <laughs>
0: well, let's let's unpack that, and maybe let's let's go back to the five or so years ago um, when this relationship began. Uh, how did you two first meet, Erica?
1: We first met when I started at ATB, and uh, I wasn't working on the media and story or brand and reputation or whatever team it was called at the time. Um, I was working directly in the business unit, and uh, part of my role included social media. And as that evolved, um, I remember going to my director at the time and basically saying, I want to be on these guys' team and do social. (laughs) nice to meet you but can i leave your team and uh, she was super supportive of that and i think it was probably within the first like six or eight months of my joining atv i ended up um over on the the good side of media and story working with you guys and uh the rest is somewhat recent history
0: that we'll get into does that square with your Recollection, Tyler? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, I remember we were working
2: very hard to, like, centralize control of social. Yeah. It was really early in ATV, and then we (laughs) suddenly heard, well, this other business unit has, like, hired (laughs) someone to do the opposite of the strategy we just pitched to the... Uh, senior leaders of the company kind of thing uh so we were sort of i think almost um it's funny because almost started the relationship on the defensive i don't think it shone through into our conversation i was like oh my god like another person in a different area like this is not what we're trying to do um and uh but i always try to not bring that baggage into like meeting an actual person. So I I don't think that I was like, hi, like screw you for existing, uh, (laughs) but was really glad, uh, to have you, have you join. and you, um, you know, a big goal of mine at ATB had been to grow as a leader. And then Erica, you were, you were that person who became, uh, uh, my direct report and, uh, really my first one in my professional career.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah now i i was around during this time you and were there you were you've been there from all of this. i have a i have a specific recollection of the three of us convening with our our old pal Siobhan to review a, a strategy that erica had written in one of the buildings in downtown calgary that atb occupied i think that was our first in-person meeting together am i right about that erica
1: it was. We were actually brainstorming the strategy itself. We hadn't written it yet, um, right. and yeah, I'd never met, never met either of you guys. Um, that was also I think the I day. I remember it being a lot of fun. That was yeah.
2: also the day I slept in for the flight. Oh
0: yeah, I totally we, we had I like a to.
2: seven a.m. flight, and I think I woke up at like six o'clock to like thirty texts from Adam. Like, I'm sorry, man, but I have to. Like, this cab has to go to the airport, and I, you made it. Though, I, I right? made it onto that plane. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> it's insane.
0: So, if if you guys think back to that day, first in person in person meeting, do you have a sense of what your first impression was? Were you like, oh my god, Tyler's a dick?
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: like what did you do you know what you thought at the time erica i know like a lot has happened since then but
1: hmm i don't know the thing that stands out to me more than i guess what you're asking me uh when i think about that meeting is um i just think about like the the strategy that we wrote as a result and i wish i still had it somewhere because like Gonna be honest, I think it was probably like pretty terrible,
0: <laughs> because <You might. laughs> I had
1: no idea what I was doing.
0: I mean, did we? I'm just kidding. No, we- that's
2: funny because I remember us having like really creative ideas. Yeah, and that, like that the four of us were like made a really good team and worked really fast to come up with ideas yeah. that could work really well. So I don't really remember it either and don't have a copy of it. But fair enough. I was like proud when we presented that work. Yeah. Uh, and, you know.
1: Yeah, and so was I. Yeah. I, I think just compared to, you know, the quality of work and then the, the well, way yeah. that I think about strategy five years later compared to what we thought strategy looked like at that point it's a it's a pretty big difference but no i remember having a ton of fun with you guys i can remember we came up with a wonderful idea that is yet to be executed with siobhan on sunday so siobhan if you're uh, listening to this at some point um (laughs) we still want to post and produce your a sunday afternoon talk show yes Um, that was
2: such a good
0: idea it was such a good idea she's got she's perfect for like a a on-screen personality Let's yeah. just
1: make this
2: whole episode about how much we all love Siobhan.
0: I, I'm into that. Totally.
1: Yeah. 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 That's fair.
0: Okay. Well, so that meeting was prior to Erica joining the team that Tyler and I were on. Shortly thereafter, we got her over onto the team. And so now you're reporting to Tyler, Erica at ATB. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what that initial working relationship was like from your perspective?
1: I mean, I remember it being pretty good um i think we had a lot of fun together i think it was one of those things where i was in a new role tyler as you mentioned before you were in a new role from the perspective of like a people leader i think it was a lot of us kind of figuring things out as we went um which was sometimes smooth uh and sometimes not so smooth um and i think that was just kind of a product of excuse me getting to know each other and figuring out how to best communicate how to best work together um I was based in Calgary at the time so we also didn't get a ton of like actual FaceTime together um so I think that also I mean it's something that we're also used to now but mm. at the time um working for a team that I never really saw in person aside from a couple times a year um was also something to uh to get used to
0: yeah were there any like uh What were some of the bumps in the road? Erica, we talked about this a little bit beforehand um, before we hit record, but like, what, yeah, what were the challenges? We've got a young new leader and a young (laughs) new subordinate. (laughs) What were some of the things that, that you guys inadvertently ruffled each other's feathers on? That's a good question. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it was feather ruffling so much as like figuring out the best way to to communicate with each other. One thing, um, I don't remember at like what point in our kind of working history this, this came up, but you know how sometimes you have just like a really crappy day or you're dealing with somebody else at work who's driving you crazy. Maybe it was you, Adam. Um, <laughs> and you really just need to vent um, to somebody else and then you start venting to them and instead of being like oh yeah that adam guy does sound like a dick," <laughs> they start coming up with all of these like really logical and <laughs> rational solutions to your problem like you know how annoying that is doesn't sound like me yeah so one of the things one of the things that we learned um or that i learned to communicate was because tyler's great at solutioning if i come to him with a problem and i'm like hey i really can't figure this out or hey this person that i'm working with or something is really i'm really struggling with it um i don't really know how to handle this situation um really you're really great at offering advice on how to navigate that um but sometimes you just need to vent right so i started clarifying before the conversation hey i need solutions or hey i just need you to validate my anger uh, or my frustration or my irritation. Sometimes it was both. I was like, I'd be like, I need to vent for five minutes, and then let's figure out how to do this. And just being able to create that space so that I could get whatever it was that I needed to get off my chest um, in a safe space was great. Um, But I mean, Tyler, I won't speak for you, but I will. Right now, and then you can tell me if I'm right. <laughs> um, I, think for you, <laughs> I think for you, or I hope for you, it allowed you to feel as though you were able to offer the right kind of support at the right time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It also helped me to like communicate better. Like, I'm not in the headspace for event right now because I can sometimes like take on that like. Feeling, uh, So I think we like, we both were able to communicate better. Like, do you have the capacity for me to vent for a little bit kind of thing? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I brought in this perspective early on, which was like, I just really wanted to be like good to the folks who reported to me. Right. So I, 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 it was, it's really important to me. It still is like, I really value our team. I want them to succeed. I want them to feel comfortable and have the space to be creative and fulfilled and like I think one of the challenges I faced was like will Erica think I'm good enough (laughs) is Erica like looking at me trying to do this and being like wow what what, what an idiot (laughs) right so there's like a confidence that like I lacked uh, Hmm. and had to build um, over time that I think is kind of behind that like solutioning behaviors like oh a problem oh you're not feeling happy like um what am i am i not doing enough <laughs> you know what i mean like can i how can i fix that for you and that's sort of an unrealistic standard like uh or like so you know solving a problem isn't always the solution sometimes you did just need to like let some frustration out and then we go back and do that frustrating thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I feel like that's been, that's been an evolution for me is realizing like, it's not my job to make your life perfect, uh, or like,
1: make it, make it so
2: work (laughs) is never hard. It's my job to like create an environment for you to succeed in and to back you, uh, all the time. And that's something, that's something I still try to do. Uh, and then we like, we just push each other to be better all the time, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, with the, you know, it's interesting what you were saying about kind of maybe that little bit of a of a lack of confidence about, you know, like, do I think you're an idiot? Um, <laughs> I don't think I remember thinking that. It might have crossed my mind a time or two over the years. Um, but what's interesting about that is that I was also... In a position where I was like, "Oh my God, I'm coming to my leader, my supervisor with like a problem, and they're actually like listening to me and trying to help me figure out a solution." What? Like, I'm supported. I'm. I'm not only am I supported, but like I'm empowered to find a solution or find. A way through this problem or this situation that I'm facing. Um, and I don't have to do it alone. Like, that was kind of new. Um, hmm. Pretty cool, gotta say. Um, and it was really nice to feel, I think, feel at once that yes, I had somebody that I could go to for advice and for support. Um, but also at the same time, knew that I was trusted, I guess to do what you hired me to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trust is something we've been talking about a lot lately too as we now that you're like growing as a leader so rapidly uh at adverb um trust is like this huge barrier to delegation, right? Because we have to trust mm-hmm. that the people that we give work to can do it to like the standard that that you know, we expect. And also to embrace that that work might be different than if you'd done it alone mm-hmm. and that that can be a really good thing. Uh, and like, so I feel like it's a skill we kind of figured out together how to trust each other. And now we're still working on it. Like I'm not perfect at it and, um, and neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> are but, but we're learning to well, trust what? each other more and more and we're learning to trust the rest of the team. And then the work gets better and better and we can do more of it, you know?
1: What's interesting about the trust piece, too, is that it's trusting each other, um, like, as you said, especially when it comes to delegation, but also trusting at least for me, like trusting myself that, hey, I actually maybe do know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this a while ago. I think, I don't know if it was in one of our one-on-ones or maybe it was in, it was our performance review a couple weeks ago, which was really fun, by the way. I don't know how many people can say that, but like I had a lot of fun.
2: Man, Adam did um, so much work yeah. setting up the performance review stuff, but I'm so proud of it. Like how many companies, big companies, like don't even do that work, you know?
0: You, I mean, we all know in our lives per, most people dread performance reviews yeah and yeah. they the documentation you get with them i'm going to go off on a bit of attention because i'm proud of this
1: let's do it the,
0: the documentation you're typically asked to fill out, like at atb it was like a f- reams of paper if you had printed it out yeah these are not they shouldn't be complicated conversations they shouldn't be surprising it's like we've been talking this whole year we're gonna we're gonna mark this milestone as one year since the last time we had a conversation like this one, you know. Let's talk about it. It, it, it just I feel like they're so overwrought and complicated, and uh, I'm glad that you both enjoyed that process. It was
2: fun because we do our yeah. monthly like growth meetings with our team members. Yeah, there are no surprises, so your performance review is like. A celebration and a reiteration, and they're like, if something's going wrong, you already know. Yeah. And if something's going right, you're reminded of it, and it's like a, it's more of a marker in the year than a surprise. We've hated you this last
0: year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one, one thing I did want to ask because you both sort of talked about this being, or at least I heard Erica say it, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. So if I get this wrong, please correct me maybe one of the first like truly positive leadership experiences you'd had or a, if not that, then certainly one that sounds like it's pretty special. So I guess the question I have is like, what were some of the experiences you'd had with leaders before Mm. that maybe weren't so good that you both learned from as leaders now?
1: Yeah, I definitely say like I've certainly had some positive situations um, and some not so great situations um, in my former previous working career. Um, I think the biggest difference um, in, you know, the kind of working relationship I have now with, you know, with both of you um, is if I come to you with something that isn't working or something that I'm struggling with. I know that you're not just gonna go like, oh, okay, yeah, hmm I hear you, and then do nothing about it. I there mean... have been some times <laughs> where I've had that happen in the past, where I've come to somebody in confidence to say, hey, this isn't working, or hey, I'm really struggling with this, or hey, I need support here, um, and I was still struggling, and it still wasn't working, and I still needed support after that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll feel differently when I have a team of a million people under me, when the Adverb Empire of grows global. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> from my perspective, like it shouldn't be that hard to listen to somebody and commit to helping them solve whatever it is that they're dealing with.
0: Yeah, you know. Thanks for doing that. One thing that I observe in Tyler actually is the moment like a problem is brought forward. He actually doesn't stop thinking about it until he's solved it. I don't know if you realize you do this. And then hours <laughs> later, like we'll talk about it in a meeting. And I'm like, cool. I now have work to do. And hours later, you're like, I've got it. And I'm just like, <laughs> what have you got? Like, what are we talking about here? And you've literally been ruminating it on it all day. <laughs> That's true. And
2: this is so true. That is very it's, true. It's,
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I really admire that about you. Cause I think like what Eric is describing is something that I've experienced from leaders too. It's like, they're almost too busy to give time to think think about the the issue you've presented them with and that's perhaps at least for some people why solutions never actually arrive
2: people leadership takes time we all talk about this at adverb like if we're going to empower we, we hire people to do good work yeah it, it, they we didn't hire them to watch us do the work we hired them to do <laughs> and every time we do that we need to spend time like creating an environment for them to do good work mm-hmm. right so uh, erica as you've become more of a leader in our organization we've freed up time for you to to do the same mm-hmm. thing and put that effort in and you know
1: uh well, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say and that like we're kind of coming back to a point i wanted to make earlier about the the trust piece is that it's not just trusting the people that you've delegated the work to or um there's also an element of like trusting yourself. And this is mm-hmm. something that I've kind of had to learn and I've learned more and more, I think particularly in recent history is is trusting that like, yeah, I actually maybe do, maybe potentially know what I'm doing, are you, are you um, good at this? which is wild to think about sometimes. Because um, I'll, I'll catch myself, I'll be in the middle of working on a project and I'll, I'll start writing a question to you in, in chat.
0: Mm, I'll be like, yeah. okay,
1: so, I need to do like what do you think i should do about x y and z and then and i'll be just about to hit send and normally in the past i would have just hit send because that's what you do when you don't know what to do about something you just ask your boss because they have all the answers and they know everything i didn't <laughs> say that you know everything don't let that go to your head he um, already
0: thinks that he already thinks oh, I that.
1: know. <laughs> but now you know I'll, I'll go to hit send and i'll be like wait is there is there a world in which I like might actually already have the answer to this question? Mm-hmm. Like, can I empower myself to yeah. recognize this problem and then solve it? And then rather than going to Tyler and saying, hey, what should I do? It's, hey, here's what I did. Hope you like it. Uh, <laughs> here's what I did. What do you think? Um, it's like a weird way of you know the whole saying it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission Um, but I think it's it's enough you've got to do it in order to feel confident to continue you know Making those decisions.
2: That's been a big so shift. it takes a bit Sorry. of courage
1: and a bit of a leap of faith, but to know that if I make a decision and Tyler's like, "Oh God, that was not the right call," we're going to be able to talk about that and figure it out and learn from it for next time.
2: Or you check in on the proposed solution instead of the problem, right? But that's been a big transition in our in the last two years work or last year and a half working together at Adverb. Is me. I don't know if you've realized this, but like pushing you to do that more, Mm -hmm. like not, don't bring me the question, bring me the solution and teaching the rest of the team to do the same. I think there are styles of leadership, right? There's like a centralized authoritarian style, which is like, I'm the boss and you do what I say. I think that style has like- Yeah,
1: that's Adam.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
2: I think that style, like, you know, it can be argued that like a Steve Jobs then exerts great control over design and the products are great. I think it can also go toxic in the turn of a like it can it can it can go toxic very fast and most of the time is. Yeah. And also can like centralize too much responsibility on that person who then everyone's watching them come mm-hmm. up with ideas and maybe become afraid to bring ideas forward. And something I've been really thinking about is like we actually need to teach our team that they have the power to make decisions. Like so I like need to put effort into teaching you and everyone else like you can just tell me what you think we should do and I'll listen uh and and sort of like making this big effort to to communicate that and making the time to then listen um which does you know can feel like I still have this guilt in me that's like if I am not the one writing tweets then I'm not valuable to this company (laughs) but like we've seen that there is great value in putting this time into leadership and creating a space where folks feel that they have permission and the power to be problem solvers, to be creative, to have new ideas, so that we get 10 people coming up with great ideas instead of one, Uh, and um, I think, I don't know, I think create a a safe, fun, comfortable, creative environment that then leads to amazing work for our clients. Yeah, Uh, That's something I think about all the time,
0: you you touched on something that I remember Dave Moit at ATB saying. Um, I hire people to think of things I can't think of. Yeah, like too mm-hmm. often I think uninspired leaders hire, bring on bodies to spread the pain around. Mm. This is about bringing brains in to think of things you are not capable of thinking of, and as I think as leaders. What i've observed from both of you is that you know you don't know all the answers but you create the conditions to allow other people to dream up answers yeah right um and it's really inspiring to watch you both i erica watched you grow over your career as well and um you you're incredible and tyler you are acceptable <laughs> yeah, um,
2: i, I want to bring up I one think- one thing I, let, let me just say this part like um I wanna bring up the whole purpose of the meeting thing. I know we touched on it at the start, but this yeah. is sort of like a really good example. You talked about getting to know me and like when, when telling me when it was a problem to solve versus just like, I need a friend to talk to you kind of thing. Um, and I think this is my example of the same, like trying to understand you so that I could be a good leader for you. And un- <laughs> so understanding, Like you shared some pretty, like you shared your employment history and how like you'd been laid off in the past and like had some of these sort of triggers in your work. And um, very quickly I learned that if I just sent you a a note saying like, let's chat, you were like, oh, Tyler's going to fire me. (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent every time, <laughs> and yep. and it was like, and then I would be like, let's chat today, and then like forget about you for four hours, and you'd have spent those four hours like in a doom spiral, uh, and and then we would chat, and I'd be like, hey, like, did you see my edits on that tweet? You know, like, so <laughs> something I learned really quick is I think by putting by putting an effort into getting to know you, and like, and trying to listen. I was able to understand like what you needed and really quickly started putting in context, right? Like, Hey, I can, I have a five minute chat. I want to talk about the the edits I put in that document. I think they're super great. I just want to like bounce some ideas around and like learning or can we chat right now? Like something's very wrong and I want to talk to you about it. Right. Like, and knowing then like, don't kick that conversation off, just have it right now so that there's no dread. It's just let's get to it and have some direct feedback. But that little insight, like, uh, I can save you, uh, so much like anxiety just by telling you what I want to talk about is something, I don't know. That's like a lesson I've carried forward ever since, um, and I know, mm-hmm. I know it's something you appreciated.
1: It really is. It's huge. Or even just, you know, you'll ping me and say, Hey, do you have five to chat? You know, good things. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like,
2: that's what I started doing. Good things.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I get to, maybe, maybe I won't appreciate this much when you message me and you go, Hey, do you have five to chat bad things? <laughs> um.
2: I think I'm more, I do spell <laughs> I out like, yeah go ahead
1: yeah um but no it makes a big difference um because as you as you mentioned um i've been unceremoniously and so very out of left field laid off not once but twice in my career um and like right down to the i'm standing in downtown calgary with a literal photocopy box of my stuff Mm. uh like they do in the movies um no i'm not bitter it's fine (laughs) Uh, um so to to have somebody and and the way that this happened this was years and years and years ago before i joined atb um i got a text from my boss at the time and she said hey can you come down to meeting room 205 for a quick second that was how she invited me into the room where the hr people and the security people were there to lay me off because my contract wasn't needed anymore yeah wow. so when your boss goes, hey, do you have five minutes? I'm like, cool, well, all it's gonna take is five minutes to lay me off. So, yep, I guess I'll start packing. Um, so, yeah, it's been really, it just made a really big difference. Um, and I think that's also allowed me to, you know, there's obviously times where I'm not perfect at my job. Um, and we do need to talk about, you know, what could have gone better, what needs to change. Um, and I think feeling safe in our conversations has allowed me to be more open to critical feedback. Absolutely. um, To hear about areas of growth, to hear about when I'm not knocking it out of the park. Um, But I think if you're kind of as an employee, if you're living in that constant state of anxiety of like, oh, my God, if my boss wants to talk to me, it's because I've done something horribly wrong. It's really hard to be open to any sort of feedback that's designed to help you grow because you instantly see it as a threat to your security rather than an opportunity to get even better. And I think one of the ways that I've really grown, particularly in the last year and a half at Adverb, is like, I want to hear that stuff. I'm at a point in my career where i feel secure enough in my position and what we're doing and what i know how to do to know that when we're talking about growth it's it's not a threat yeah and i think that mindset shift is huge to see opportunities for growth as opportunities um not threats
0: i think what i what i believe we have naturally um, adopted at adverb is that as leaders typically or sometimes there's like a framework that says there are task focused leaders and there are relationship focused leaders and I think um, I, I don't know where I sat at the beginning of my career but I think I can safely say that all three of us are relationship focused leaders we we see the person first tasks are important but like all of our meetings with team members are about checking in on how they're doing first mm-hmm before you heap the work on them or or you know render some criticism. I think the other thing that I really value about this team and our approach to feedback is like no one's afraid to give it. And I think everyone wants it. Every there's no one who's sitting there and being like, if I'm doing a shitty job, please don't tell me. Yeah. Just let me keep doing a <laughs> shitty job. Yeah. Because the conclusion of that is you will lose your job one day. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've I've observed it in both of you. You're very sensitive to the person. And I think that's a differentiator for our company. I think so too. I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to, sorry, Tyler, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to, I was going to ask the question, um, where did you learn both of you to lead? Like who, who did you look up to as a leader to sort of influence your leadership style? And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Who do, you, who do you look up to? And Erica, you can't say Tyler and you can't say me.
2: My, one of my answers is you. You were my leader at ATB. Yeah. A, uh, a, and na- now we're peers. A master like, class
0: <laughs> in what not to do as a leader.
2: Uh, that's very much not true because you you personify that relationship-driven leading. Thank you. Um, Peggy, Dave, like the the ATB folks. Yeah. we lear- So much of like what we do is like a distillation of the the best parts that we loved of what of how they led
0: totally mm-hmm. um, Sonia Piano is one of the people I look up to mm-hmm. for giving feedback
2: dude I always knew that her feedback was not hurtful it was literally just like you and I both know the ideas and there yet Yeah, it, it was almost like why are you bringing me ideas that you know aren't there yet?
0: Yes, totally.
2: You know what I mean? Like, don't waste my time if you know the idea isn't good. Totally. And I, I've always, I've actually always tried, ever since, because the first thing, big pitch I had for it was during the pandemic. Yeah. And that was like, ever since then, I've been like, that's feedback. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. if you don't love it, Paige and I just had this conversation. If we don't love the content, how can we ask our client to love it? Or how can we ask their their audience to love it?
0: I love that. You know? That's great.
2: Uh, How dare we? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what else, what else? I've had some good good leaders, some good experience, but also I think it's just like, it's like um, a feeling that I wanna create, Hmm. which is like, I felt being an early like adopter of working in social, right? Um, that I had to carve out this space to prove the value of the work we do. Yeah, and I had to fight really hard for it, and have like difficult. Uh, and I've I've always been driven in that way. So, but like really fight for like what I do is valuable. What I do is important. You need to like pay me to do it. You need to prioritize this work. You know, social needs to be in these issues management conversations Yeah, and what I've always wanted to do is like create the space for other people to do that without needing to fight as hard sure uh, so it's in some ways it's like the great leaders but also that like resistance I'm trying all the time to like make it easier for our team mm-hmm. to do really good work and to feel valued and feel like they have the room to be creative and to make mistakes without it being like, oh, you made a mistake. I guess social media isn't a valuable profession, <laughs> yeah. which is like a real <laughs> barrier that I think we both faced in the beginnings of our careers, you know? So yeah, those those sorts of dual experiences, great people leaders, mm-hmm. but also a desire to make a better working environment for the people around me.
0: Yeah. What about you, Erica? Who are some of the the leaders that have taught you how to lead?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I do have to say both of you because I have worked with you both for the last five years. I do have to say years. both of you or
2: I don't get my bonus. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're paying me extra, hopefully, to say that. Um, but really, it has been that this has been the kind of longest working relationship despite it being at multiple companies um (laughs) that i've had um and that's been you know having the opportunity to, to grow alongside both of you over the last five years has taught me a lot because you know i'm into being a people leader myself now and i'm learning more and more about that and i feel like i'm able to do that because of the experiences that i've um You know, been able to witness having worked for you guys for the last little while. But there's a couple of other things that stand out to me when I think about leadership um, and kind of where I've learned um, or what I've learned. Um, Going way back to my um, beginning the career when I was working for the Calgary Herald, um, I was working primarily on the cop desk as a crime reporter, but I was more or less like a general assignment reporter. And uh, my editor at the time, Tony Seskus, who I believe now writes for CBC Business, um, was just incredible. I started working at the Herald and working for Tony when I was finishing my either my second or my third year of university. I literally just sent him an email and I said, hey, I'm back for for Christmas holidays. Can I come work in the newsroom for three weeks? And he's like, sure. And that turned into a summer internship, which turned into another summer internship, which turns into another two years of work before I moved on to CDC. And the faith that he and the rest of the newsroom team had in me to go out and cover big stories and do good work and important work um, was, you know, a huge confidence boost. It, I always felt like I was, you know, trusted as a member of the team, even when I will never forget going to a press conference and somebody else, I think it was another reporter asking me if I was covering this for my high school journalism class. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, just being given the some of the responsibilities that I was given in that role at the level of experience and the age I was at um was you know I think really instrumental in and I think we all will always have a little bit of imposter syndrome but being being trusted that I knew what I was doing um i think was was really big especially earlier on in the career to have that confidence that i could go out and do stuff um but more recently one of the things that i think is such a privilege with some of the work that i do as at adverb is in primarily being responsible for a lot of our thought leadership work i have the privilege of talking to incredible leaders yeah I, I get this, like, front row seat. I, I, I It feels like I should be paying them. Let's not suggest <laughs> that to the client. I'll delete that from um, this file. To, like, I get a front row seat in the work that we do around thought leadership to, like, pick the brains of these incredible business leaders in Calgary and Edmonton um, and ask them about what makes them great leaders what drives them forward what challenges them um and it's just it's such a privilege to hear these things out of the mouths of the people who are really doing a good job because if they weren't doing a good job they wouldn't be the presidents and the ceos and the leaders of all these really fantastic um organizations that we're working with um so it's just like it's such i I said this before it's such a privilege um but it's such a great opportunity to learn really learn from the best and then think about how i can apply some of those lessons um to to my own work and my own role here at adverb
2: there's a great lesson when you realize all leaders are just people yeah and that in fact the more you can just be like a whole good person the better leader you are yeah that it's not this like magical thing it's just just people who've embraced that like leadership
0: is good
2: valuable work
0: yeah 100 percent.
2: should we end with one tip each one short rapid fire tip and then we can i think we're coming up on time here i love
0: that and i think let's make it a tip for folks interested in leadership or, or people at the beginning of their journey as a leader what would you what would you say to these folks what advice would you give them
2: my biggest advice we've i I I'll, I'll pick one um which is grow them even if it means they outgrow you oh yeah right yeah. so i think sometimes you can feel like if you don't have that confidence in yourself as a leader uh it can almost feel threatening uh but like if you just focus on like my job is to grow these people my job is to get the best out of them um you'll build lifelong relationships mm-hmm. and you'll like, I don't know, it's it's the secret of leadership. You just are entirely focused on their growth unselfishly.
0: Yeah, I think mine would be um, don't ever think that you need to have all the answers and admit when you don't. Yeah, right, right. Vulnerably say, I don't know. Because folks, I- even if if you don't do that, folks can see right through you. And as a leader that loses you credibility, um, just be real with people. Like, Honesty. if you don't know the answer, try to find it. Tell people that you don't, Erica. What about you? What's your What's your piece of advice for up, up and coming leaders?
1: I would say know when to be like the soft landing, hmm. but also know when to kick them out of the nest.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So, um, I think one of the things that I am realizing in in my kind of early work here as a leader is that there's absolutely a time and a place and a need to you know create the space for somebody to come to you and say look I don't know what I'm doing or what do you think I should do here um can you help me can you give me the answers and then there's also a time which is equally as valid but twice as terrifying for both of us to say "Mm, I think you got this one And um, I just want to give a shout out to our colleague, Maya Smith. (laughs) I have drop kicked her out of the nest (laughs) uh, in a big way in the last little bit. And boy, oh boy, is she ever flying. Yeah.
2: Isn't it funny that you said like you appreciated that in like my leadership style, I'm saying like, bring me. Prob- solutions instead of problems but mm-hmm. also acknowledging that that's very hard from the leadership side to say like and i'm gonna oh, kick you so out hard. of the nest right uh it's like it's a yeah. it's always a relationship like leadership isn't this one-way path it's this two-way relationship where you're both thinking about you know your growth uh but so interesting that you can see both sides of it you know
1: 100 percent
0: amazing well this was a tremendous conversation this was very fun uh, Erica, it has been a privilege to watch you grow as a leader, and and I am happy to continue watching. This is going to sound creepy. I'm happy to continue I, watching.
2: I want the title of this pod- podcast to be "Can you chat for 35 <laughs> minutes? Good things." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: done and done yeah that that would be bonus piece of advice bonus piece of advice <laughs> don't book meetings without contact yes yeah. it
2: happens all the time yeah. okay uh well we'll see you in our next meeting erica thanks for taking the time
1: my pleasure bye
2: thanks, guys.
0: bye <laughs>